Hello and welcome back to a special edition of Editing Aloud. We are live from our studios in Johannesburg. And we've had a, um, we've had a remarkable budget today in the sense that for the first time in a quarter of a century um, uh, of ANC rule almost, it's the party has crossed its own Rubicon and raised uh, VAT for the first time from 14 to 15%, uh, a line many thought would never move because it, uh, it hurts the poor and uh, the rich were there to be uh, taxed, but we suddenly found ourselves in a position where the rich have been taxed probably to the, their limits at the moment, and uh, the government has made um, a very, very big decision in going ahead and cutting VAT today. And before we go on to our panel, um, we have with us a very special guest, not for very long, and we thank him very much for joining us, uh, but Pravin Gordon is on the line. And Pravin, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Um, cr raising VAT must have been a, a very tough decision. Is there something you would have done easily? Hi, good evening, Peter. Hi. And good evening to whoever is Tim, listening Tim, to Tim, this. Yes, Tim, Ray, and Rob. Oh, hi, Tim. Hi, Rob. <laughs> I wonder what I wonder what they would have done if they were in the position that uh, the Treasury found itself in uh, after the announcement that uh, higher education would be free. And uh, I think there were many constraints that had to be taken into account: the performance of SARS, the performance of the economy, uh, the necessity to keep debt under control to demonstrate some fiscal consolidation uh, in the next three years. And in those circumstances, finding that kind of money uh, is a difficult proposition. So there's been uh, a lot of sacrifice in terms of expenditure cuts on the one hand, it would appear. Yeah. I haven't had time to look at all of the numbers. Yeah. Um, so it, it would have had to be one of the considerations, I imagine. Would you? We did indicate, if you remember, that uh, uh, when we talked about the NHI probably a few years ago, that the full implementation of NHI would result in the necessity to raise that amongst other taxes, uh, and that the country needed to start talking about it. Well, I suppose the moment has come. Yeah. Well, we've, we've, got to, we've got to the moment, and the NHI is just a dot on the horizon at the moment, so it's become a lot uh, sooner or in a different, in a different um, form or for different reasons. Once, once you've taken the decision to raise VAT, though, why not go for broke and raise it by two percentage points rather than merely one, because you may have to do it again? Well, I think this is a difficult time. I think the focus now has to be on how you inspire confidence in the economy, uh, how we get, as the president has said, investment into the country uh, and uh, get the growth factor beginning to uh, kick in, which I imagine in the next 18 months or so would begin to happen if all things remain the same and better than they have been for quite a while now. Yeah. So I think as circumstances change, the considerations will change. Uh, but at the same time, I think we must recognize that the impact on the poor is a genuine one yeah. uh, and a serious one. We shouldn't uh, underplay that. As will be, Pravin, uh, 85 billion rands worth of spending cuts over the next three years, because a lot of that would have gone on to infrastructure, which would have made poor people's lives better. Absolutely. 
So I, I think this this budget uh, and, and the choices that had been made uh, must possibly be seen as a once-off. The price, uh, the price of the Zuma years. In some ways, yes. I think we need to be frank about that. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, start focusing on you know the factors that the president outlined in, in Sona, uh, in terms of the social compact, the input that different sectors need to make, because it's in our ability, I think, to pull ourselves out of this morass uh, that we've been placed in. One last question, uh, Pravin Gordon. You you were quoted as saying the other day, I think, at a function at Worksman's, the attorneys that you would be available to serve again in cabinet for about a year. In other words, I think the implication would be until probably the next election. Do we hear you right? And, and, and uh, do you have a position of choice? Uh, not, as you know, uh, Peter, you've been around long enough as a human job that uh, that's, that's not our choice. It's the choice of the president, firstly. Secondly, there's no guarantees about being in cabinet or not either. And uh, thirdly, that was a bit of a tongue-in-cheek uh, comment. I think uh, all three of you know people like myself well enough to know that we've been at the service of the public uh, for a long time. Yeah. And if there's something meaningful uh, one can contribute to, one will always be available. Well, you've contributed to this program so uh, um, this evening, Pra uh, Pravin, thank you so much for joining us. I don't want to keep you. There are probably parties going on in Cape Town. Um, but thank you very much for joining us. Thanks a lot for having um, me. Bye-bye. And, and panel, um, come back to the VAT thing. Ray, just from a political point of view, I mean, it's huge in a way. It's, it is. It, it's very big. I think that it's particularly in the current political context, because Ramaphosa's backers are within the left of the ANC and yeah. in the trade union movement yeah. and, in the, and in the SACP. And this is really sort of, you know, one of the things I think that would not go down well with that constituency at all. So it must have been a very tough decision to, to, to sort of alienate his yeah. strongest support base having yeah. just assumed the presidency. And I think it gives you an idea it of the corner that they were in. Get it, get it done yeah, quickly yeah. then, get Malusi Gigaba to do it. Get Malusi Gigaba to <laughs> announce it and then Couldn't get, happen to then get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think that, I mean, I don't think Ramaphosa's election had anything to do with this budget. This budget was written long before and actually no, they, sure. had no other, they had no other choices. I mean, uh, VAT increase, like Pravin just said, yeah. I mean, that's basically, that was all he could do. Well, yeah. Zuma, I mean, was, uh, presumably the, the, the free education thing was a genuine shock, yeah? Sure. I mean, it's then. now been budgeted, they've now budgeted 57 billion rand mm. <laughs> for it. I mean, it's almost equal to the, to the you know, what they, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's much more than yeah. they get from the single point yeah. percentage point increase in VAT. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and it's, a, and it's a, r a rather strange thing because don't forget, you know, you, you, it, it, in, it increases exponentially, yeah. right? So your first year, you, you are, you are subsidizing X number of students. Yeah. The next year, it's 2X. Yeah. The next year, it's 3X. Yeah. <laughs> you know. No, I mean, it's, 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 it's Until staggering. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would be, it's, it's a great thing to do if you can afford to do it, but uh, we've, we've, we've spent our money on other things, and it's down the drain, and it's gone. We've got Hilary Joffe uh, uh, with us. Hilary, I've just been reading 
you're op-ed for tomorrow morning and very good it is too. It's given me all sorts of opinions I could pretend on my own. Um, but you, your, 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 your thoughts are that the ratings agencies will like the VAT increase? I think that's everybody's thought. If you look at the actual numbers, the deficit didn't even come down that much. Yeah. But as a gesture and an indication of seriousness about reining in the deficit, the VAT increase is a really powerful signal. Would they but do it again? I think they are likely to do it again once they've broken the ice. Yeah. If they need money to finance the national health insurance system, it's very likely. But I think, I think you know, one of the things that is so much a part of this budget, well, there are two things. The first is that this is a real legacy budget, that there were actually very few choices because of what nine years of President Zuma bequeathed to us. Yeah. Um, and quite directly bequeathed to us in terms of this kind of higher education poison pill. And none of that has been the subject of proper debate. I mean, would we have made that trade-off knowing that basically we had to, we had to hike taxes by $36 billion and cut spending by $85 billion, much of it to infrastructure that matters for growth and to poor people, to spend $57 billion on higher education. Now, you can say lots of good things about what that spending on higher education will do for poor families and for employability. But if we had to make the trade-off properly, thoughtfully, would we make that trade-off? I'm not sure we would. And, and Hilary, can, can, we, can, we can we save 85 billion rand in three years? I mean, where will that money come from? Is this infrastructure or public sector pay cuts or public sector job no, cuts? No, the problem is it isn't. The problem is, is it's not current spending. It's not pay cuts. It's obviously not cuts to social grants. Um, what a lot of it is, is is what economists would regard as quite bad cuts, cuts to infrastructure spending, um, capital spending, not current spending, if you like, and particularly to um, two kinds of entities. The one is to provinces and municipalities, and municipalities will really take quite a hit, and that's our roads and our water reticulation and our electricity at local level. Um, and the other is to public entities like Sanral, Prussia, South African Revenue Services took quite a hit. Now, in some of those cases, it's not a real cut because some of those entities weren't spending the money anyway. But I think the bad part of a cut is, you know, politicians always find it easy to do, to cut investment spending. And that's really what they've do you done. Get, do, you get a sense, do you get a sense down in Cape Town today of when Cyril Ramaphosa might uh, appoint new people to his cabinet so that he can get on with confronting these uh, huge challenges? I don't think anyone thinks that Maluti Gab is going to be there for very long um, and that there will be a new finance minister very soon. I don't have a strong sense of it, but I think the, certainly the expectation is is that once Cyril Ramaphosa has consulted, we will have a new cabinet, which will start to implement the kinds of measures that we need to unlock investment and growth. Hilary, thanks very much for joining us. We've got to go to a break. Thank you. Welcome back. 
Ray Hartley, what does what does Sir Ramaphosa do now? I mean, he's got so the formalities of opening Parliament and the budget are now out of the way. Um, he's been in Cape Town forever, it seems. Um, but this time last week, week when this program sat down to um, to speak, he wasn't even the president. It's so been an astonishing happened. week. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that he's got to get the cabinet sorted out, and I'm sure yeah. that's a priority over the next week or two weeks. I was amused today when uh, um, Malusi Gigaba stood up at the podium for less than a minute and he turned to Ramaphosa and saying, how long have I, how long have I got? How much time do I have? <laughs> how much time do I have? Um, no, I, think, I think sorting out the cabinet, I think what Ramaphosa has done is, is he's used the Ramaphosa spring very effectively. Yeah. So he's made a statement that this is not a populist government, we will make hard decisions about VAT for yeah. example. In, in the budget, um, and and a whole lot of you know additional stuff, which is go has got a few months to play out about yeah. trimming down the size of the executive, getting rid of unnecessary departments, amalgamating departments, restructuring government, and obviously that ties in with this cost-saving exercise. He's got to use the time that he's got now, where there's a positive national sentiment around him, and where people are prepared to say things like. Well, the budget we're paying for the Zuma years, yeah. not we're now paying for Ramaphosa's policies, yeah. uh, which yeah. would be a much tougher thing for him. Yeah. So he's got to use this time, I think, to, m to make as and many of these interventions as he can. Is there a sense, Rob, do you think, in which Cyril can use, his, um, use the powers he's got as president to almost divest himself of those powers so that no one else can ever have them again? I mean, in the way that Zuma had them. I mean, they're almost un, un, untrammeled. Uh, you can do pretty much whatever you like. I mean, you can actually put your hand up and say, oh, we're going to have a free education tomorrow. It's like mm. a Woody Allen movie, you know, where, where the guy becomes the dictator. And he says, you've all got to wear your underpants on the outside. Yeah, I, I <laughs> and it just becomes the law. I've seen him walking a lot, but not wearing his underpants on the outside just yet. But, um, but I mean, but he doesn't actually have much scope to do that, I don't think. I think he's got a very short period to, like Ray said, a short period to address it. And he doesn't actually have as much scope as people think mm. to, to keep doing that. He, for example, this budget today, if it hadn't been this, if it had been more licentious, he would never have got away with it. The ratings agencies would have downgraded us. And I think it would have been a far worse trajectory over the next coming months. So I think that he doesn't actually have the power that he thinks he has. He has very narrow bounds that he can step in at the moment to keep the country on track. You're shaking Tim your head, Tim Cohen. No, I mean, I th you know, I think he has to make really some very fundamental um, breaks with the past. I mean, I really think no, he... No, 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 absolutely. You know but what I mean? But he can't I, I just think do what he wants. I mean, for example, he has to get rid of Zouani, he has to get rid of Butterbella Domini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sort of taking that for all for granted. Yeah, yeah. But there's more to it than that. The, you, know, the, 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 you know, they have to find a way... Uh, to you know, to be uh, to be a government for everybody, and not a government for you know sections of the population, and satisfying this constituency, that constituency, you know, all of that sort of politicking that you know we've just got so mm -hmm. used to. You know, they have to find a way to make a real clean break with that, and they have to also find a, a different economic philosophy. You know, in the same way, and by doing that, they might be able to encourage business to you know to 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 you know adjust its you know they. They, they open the possibility for you know for for uh, for sort of finding each other. The uh, because I just don't think the, you know the, the uh, just the you know a series of solid tweaks within government that's not going to fix this problem. I don't think. But 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 is it is it simp is it up to government to go to business and say how can we change or is it has business got something to 
you know, to leave out uh, South Yeah, you know, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it's, it's obviously, you know, it's a sort of mutual kind of strengthening sort of process, you know, the, uh, I um, and I mean, the, uh, so, you know, so government's got, uh, you know, businesses got a few initiatives going, which are, you know, they're quite interesting. They, you know, they sort of new ideas. Um, but it's those kinds of things that, uh, Businesses you know, that put together a 1.5 billion rand what is it? Employment mm. scheme. Yes, it's pretty pathetic, really. I mean, it's not a lot of money. It's a drop in the ocean. I mean, after all of the damage that Zoom did, the, the mm. surely it's got to come to the party. Well, with that, that it's a one million. <laughs> theoretically, the plan is yeah. that it's a, uh, a one million uh, job opportunity. You know, uh, right. um, um, intern um, yeah. program. Yeah. So you know, I don't think that's. You know, this is a good start, I think. Yeah. You know, you, you, something to work off. Yeah. There's other things that they could and should do. Ray, is he a one, wha- is he a one-term president or, or has he got, is there gas there for two? I think he's got gas for two. I mean, He's uh, surrounded by absolute, um, I mean, this vicious <laughs> people around him. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think he's outmaneuvered them already because, yeah. you know, he's talking over the heads of the factionalists within the mm. party to the voters, pla- trying to place mm. the voters, I think, mm. at the center of the, of the nation's poli- yeah. politics, where they belong. And if he does that, I think he's got something that, that, that they can't take away without losing Damaging power, themselves. losing the ANC's electoral, yeah. mm-hmm. electoral impact. So he's quite smart. I mean, I think a lot of his uh, activities, his walks in the townships, yeah. are geared at sort of going past all of that factionalism and talking directly to people about what they want. And most mm. South Africans, what they want is everybody get along and let's find a solution and move forward. Do you think he has the ability or, or, the, or the desire um, um, uh, to try and draw the EFF back into the party? I think he probably, I think that's his instinct. You know, he's, mm. you can see he's sparring with Malema in mm. Parliament, but in quite a playful way. Yeah. You know, and um, Malema, I think, is finding himself finding it very difficult right now, because you know he's put the land thing on the agenda Mm. very strongly. Mm. That leaves Malema with the you know we want you to do it quicker. Yeah. You know, no, that's not the basis for a political party. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we want the other party to do stuff faster. Is our manifesto? You know, (coughs) so he's gonna he's gonna have to find a way of creating something separate and unique that is worth voting for, that is distinct from the ANC, yeah. always going to be absorbed. Yeah. And I think the DA too has huge crises coming from the Ramaphosa presidency. I think they're facing a, an ideolog- ideological um, crisis in, in some ways. I mean, Musi Maimani's response has seemed churlish to Ramaphosa. But, um, well he apart from hugging him. Yeah, it, do- it doesn't have the sort of the high moral ground that he had when he had Zuma there. No. I think without Zuma, the opposition parties are a lot weaker. Yeah, you know, I mean, Ramaphosa is in many ways, you know, Musi Maimani with political credibility mm. and a lot more gravitas. Mm. Mm. I mean, what mm. separates them on economic policy, all of these things is very hard to discern because the DA has not mm. yeah. developed an identity yeah. that is strong enough. And, and, and so we've got a picture on our wall over there of uh, Mosa Benzezwani. This is presumably because he still fa- has failed to, uh, <laughs> uh, to pitch up to answer questions in Parliament. Mm. Sooner or later, somebody has to grab this guy by the scruff of his neck 
and throw him out of the government along with a whole lot of other people who have been asking for it for a long time. Yes. When, 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 when do you have the reshuffle taking place? I think Monday. You know, yeah. I think um, the, um, I mean, I would assume that... He, that there's no point know, in waiting. There's no point in waiting. The faster you do it, the better. The, no. uh, I'm sure they've had an, an opportunity to, you know, to sort of talk to various people and, you know, do the consultation process. And I think they'd also want to do it in a different way. You know, that's just my suspicion, you know. So th this is not a reshuffle that happens at midnight. This is a reshuffle that in which everybody gets together and there's a drinking and celebrating and partying and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they want a different sort of vibe to it. Uh, yeah. So it's a personal you know, night, the long nights, which worked so well for the... Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 exactly. Well, you know, Ramaphosa <laughs> criticised Zuma for failing to consult the party properly on... Yeah. You know, so he's in a so bit of a corner now. He's got exactly. to... He's got but not consult. that he doesn't want to. I mean, that's that's his instinct. That anyway. is his so instinct so anyway. But the, um, and uh, and and is he doing is he doing things, Ray? And and once again, referring to the book you wrote before the election, um, you should bring it to the to the shows. I could hold it up for <laughs> for uh, thank you for our viewers. <laughs> I would. I would. Um, is he b is is all of this to form? I mean, is all of this Absolutely. to be expected? Really, it is. I mean, it's the Ramaphosa way. Consult, it's bring it's everyone on board, yeah. don't confront, don't uh, and say nothing. push people yeah. into hardening their yeah. positions, yeah. soften them by mm. treating them with respect, consulting them, involving them. And, and uh, at the end of the day, if they don't support what comes out of the decision-making process, they are the churlish ones on the outside. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're the ones who are holding back jobs or but whatever it is. But there's this terrible silence as well accompanying it. I mean, he doesn't sort of speak his mind. I think he does speak his mind. I don't think I can mind. take much more. But, 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 but <laughs> only once... Oh, you don't? You need <laughs> new president? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about time <laughs> we should move on now. <laughs> I think once the, once, once the playing field is yeah. tilted decisively yeah. in his favour, yeah. then he speaks his mind yeah. very, yeah. very strongly and okay. clearly. All right. Well, we'll see how things go in the weeks ahead. Thank you very, very much for joining us. And we'll see you again next week.